0: Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up, and search for the Magicians Business Group, and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode.
1: I am the Saint and Scarlet, and you are listening to the Successful Mentalist Podcast.
2: Well, hello, hello, hello! Thank you for being here, and thank you, everyone, that's listening to today's podcast. Eh? I think, off the top of my head, this is going to be a really informative deep dive of a podcast because we're going to be talking about things which are actually really practical, which you guys listening right now can do today because we're talking to none other than, as you've heard, the saint in Scarlet. But hang on a minute. Who is he? Because you guys listening are probably like, oh, wow, 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 wow. It's going to be really practical. Wait, who is the saint in Scarlet? So I'm going to hand you over saying if you could give us about a 30-second summary. Who are you? What do you do? So
1: I am a mind reader and hypnotist. My headline is The Alternative Wedding Magician. I perform at weddings all across the UK and some internationally, and I aim to provide a performance that is tailored and crafted for the client, unique to them. I love that, The Alternative Wedding. Not just any old
0: wedding, The Alternative Wedding. Could you Could you unpack that a little bit?
1: yeah so an alternative wedding is essentially a anything that's not a traditional wedding the markets kind of popped up in recent years i feel people really felt that they were trapped in having this you know white dress white cake flower centerpiece and an alternative wedding is essentially a wedding where you do parts of the wedding because that's what you want you don't feel constrained by the traditional scene and i've been to some really exciting and interesting ones over the past few months
2: oh I love that. It's so different and it's like so beautiful that you found your little kind of niche which you offer which is so different from like what every other magician is just like yep I can do some card tricks and pull the bunny out of the hat at the table which is really nice which I'm sure we're going to unpack that in today's episode but one of the main reasons we wanted to bring you on and me and Aiden had a discussion about future podcast guests who should we bring on who should we interview is because you have been absolutely crushing it and although you're not like on the big Las Vegas stages doing shows to millions of people a year. Year. You are actually in there in the trenches doing what people want to do, which is build up a business around what they love, make money off getting paid to do shows, and you've literally been going from strength to strength, getting more leads in, booking more shows, and upping your feed drastically to like pretty insane figures. Yeah.
1: Well, there's lots of weird weddings in Las Vegas, so there's got potential for the future. But he's the going moment, there <laughs> at the moment. Um, I'm trying to to keep it within the UK and really establish myself within that brand and that industry. So um, it's been a bit of a change for me because prior to this 2021 into 2020, early 2022, I didn't really enjoy weddings. I didn't perform at them. Um, I performed at pretty much anything else, corporate events, Christmas parties, stag hen do's. And I only came into this niche because coming, coming out of COVID, I found that the corporate market was very slow to recover. It still wasn't completely there. Um, weddings were still absolutely thriving, but I didn't see there was a place for a magician at a traditional wedding. So in came the alternative wedding market. I saw it was really exploding on Instagram and places like uh, Pinterest. And there didn't seem, and I'm going to invite people to jump in on this with me now, there didn't seem to be any magicians in the market for alternative weddings
0: you know i i'll be honest i didn't really see I've, I've never really heard or seen this around before as a as a as an angle towards weddings but it's really interesting that you you were able to look at sort of the in- big industry trends and and match your work literally to that and actually follow the trends has that been particularly beneficial for you or, or is it
1: just a, a happenstance thing um, yeah it's it's completely random that i ended up getting into it. i ended up getting booked for a wedding for a couple of um travel vloggers in my area and they didn't have a wedding cake they had this gigantic pile of cupcakes with pictures printed off them of all of their travels and the whole wedding was just themed completely different and i was speaking to them in in calls coming up to this and they were so much more open-minded about what they wanted in comparison to what was available and it was just fun to work with them and perform at that wedding um and I was speaking to them about it and they're like, oh, we, we found this trend, we were online, we were trying to plan a wedding, we hated absolutely everything that we, we came across. Um, and we found alternative weddings, I was like, I didn't realise that was a thing either. So brand new for me, really exciting industry to be working in. And I found from being in it, um, I can be myself more, I can up my fee more, I can be
2: helping more people. Well, talking of upping your fee, because um, obviously you're in the Momentum group with a few of our other clients at the moment, like, I saw you put in the group the other day, and and just to prove the point to everyone listening now, like, this stuff is working for you, you landed a gig for, I think, like, £895, when yeah. other magicians would just charge like, a few hundred for that. And and that's, that's where I
1: was in, in 2019, charging a couple of hundred for gigs, so I've actually upped that this week, I've landed one for a
2: grand, so... Onwards and upwards. Whoop whoop. Just this week you've landed another gig. For a grand? Yes. Happy days, but but tell us, like before this, y- you mentioned you was charging a few hundred. What was some of your? Because like I'm sure we get onto your successes and how you've got there, and like we've said, you're now charging like well, apparently now you've gone up from just charging yeah eight nine five kind of top each, You're like yeah, no, I just charge four figures now. Yeah, I've landed a grand this week. Thanks for telling us that the podcast. Um, but you really said where you came from and that's what i want to focus on to to really kind of emphasize like how you built it up from just doing a few gigs here and there to making this sustainable and being able to charge high because that puts money in your pocket so that you can do this full time right where was you like before you came into our world before you came into a mention what what were you charging like what were some of the gigs you were doing how many were you doing what were some of your biggest troubles
1: yeah so i've never really had a magic set or anything growing up i came into this world on complete happen chance i went on a night out with um daniel madison and pete turner and pete turner read my mind and i was like what this is crazy and i tried to doubt devour everything i could about mentalism and i then transitioned from going on nights out myself and doing mind reading and hypnosis for free drinks and phone numbers and very soon i found i was being you know booked for for gigs and i actually want to turn this back around to you guys do you remember the
2: first gig that you were booked for that you got paid for i didn't apologize for charging them
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true i i, I, cha- I, I charged 20 pounds for my first ever gig back in the day and i apologized and in the email
1: i asked if it was okay
2: 20 pounds yeah
1: crazy right but um who, who did you get that first gig from uh, that was just a, a, f- a friend of somebody that had sued me. A friend of a friend, cool. And Ashley,
2: your, your first gig? Oh, exactly the same. Uh, I think it was probably uh, like my first ever proper gig um, was literally just by my aunt. Yeah. Yeah. She's just so my first gig. Um, put me to come along. Was a friend. I think I got paid 50
1: quid to do a Christmas party for um finance group in my area a gig I still do to this day every every Christmas um so going in from that I I got into 2019 I found that I'd really established myself in the area as the alternative to a magician I'm, I'm a mentalist and a mind reader that helped me stand out and what I used to do to get my business is I used to block out my week with networking events Really easy, you didn't have to think about it. i jump on Eventbrite or just Google and see like, okay, what networking events are there? Is there the possibility that I could speak to someone and perform? And i just go to these events and I'd speak to people and I'd perform. And that's that's all I did and that's what got me to work. Great, worked really well. Pandemic rolls around. We're not able to meet in person. You can't do live performances. You can't approach strangers on the street and start showing the magic of mind reading. People wanna be 200 meters away from you at all times. Um, So stuff got really tough. Um, I did end up packing the job in, went into marketing for the course of the pandemic, and I've only recently brought the business back. Um, And what's really helped me get the business back is the momentum course. And the big thing for me, the big changing thing for me is the lead generation, right? Because I think most magicians really struggle with it. I think they... They start their business day and they think, oh, I haven't got any leads, how can I get leads? And they immediately jump onto places like bark.com to pay for leads, which are astonishingly low quality. All those stuff- The geek start- insights, yeah. Yeah, cold-, cold calling people, which can be effective if you're great at it, great, but I'm not. really <laughs> um, the. Yeah, so through the momentum course, um, I've taken some ideas from you guys about how you generate your leads. And I've applied my own thoughts to it based on what I thought was the key to getting leads back from 2017, 2018, 2019. And I think the real key to getting leads, and it comes back to where you guys got your first gig from, right? Now let's be fair, right? Back then you weren't great magicians. That performance that you showed those people probably wasn't great.
2: So, what, I don't what do even you think, think agents was worth the twenty quid. <laughs> you I think probably
1: apologised. They went, you know what? I'm going to give these guys a chance. I'm going to book them. And I think it's this this genuineness, right? This little spark of of genuineness, not salesiness. Not oh, oh my god, he was uh, he was like Darren Brown. We have to book him. I think they saw the tricks. They went that's interesting. And he seems like a really genuine person. I'm going to give him a chance. And I think when magicians get into this full time, they forget that they forget that their first gigs came from these genuine connections that they have established with people, this genuine spark. So for me, my process was all about harnessing that right. And um, it's got to be done every day. It's got to be easy. It's got to be like blocking out those networking events on Eventbrite. So for me, generating my gigs, um, I have a system and I call it shouting. Every day I've got to be shouting at somebody. I've got to be shouting on some channel. Now, that doesn't mean being salesy. Shouting actually stands for show heart, obviously, and utterly transparently. Okay? Oh, can you say that one more time? Show heart, obviously, utterly transparently. Shout. Oh, that's so good. I know you'd like that. Oh, that's right up my street. I love that. Yeah. So there's a couple of different channels that we all have available to us, right? Um, For some people, it's going to be, they've got their network, they've got their social media, maybe they've got a blog they run. And it doesn't matter what channels you have available to you. For me, it's, um, I've got my live performances, I've got my followers, I've got my clients, and I've got my SEO on my website. And every day for me, when I start my business day, I know I have to shout down one of these channels, okay? So if it's going to be a performance, I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to perform. But it's not just about the performance. It's not just about shouting and saying, look at me, I'm so important. It's about showing who you are, making a genuine connection with people. This
0: is so important. I I love, I love how important and how easily it, it is to see like early doors, hey, this is how we first started. And we lose sight of that after we just start growing. We think, oh, what's the next shiny object? And that shiny object syndrome kicks in. But what we're saying here is to really sort of unwind that shiny object syndrome and just go back to the basics, right? Go back yeah. to, to where it all started.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's a big thing lots of people lose sight of, especially you know, as you start racking up your fear and you think, Oh yeah, this is a business. I'm a businessman.
2: I'm going to sell to people, and it's it's just not about that. Controversial um, comment for you then. You you mentioned there that um, you know during the hiccup during the pandemic when things went a bit crazy, you got a job in marketing, um, yeah. and I guess there you was doing stuff like SEO and ads, right, for that yeah. company, um, all that sort of stuff. Why, when it came to booking good? gigs did you not go down the route because there's a thousand ways to generate leads and some of them are through seo and ads yeah, so why you, didn't you go down that route
1: you do make a really fair point there so seo if you have an absolutely gigantic budget and a team behind you you can get straight to the top of google very easily um however the internet is a really noisy place and the keyword magician or wedding entertain and stuff like that very 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 hard to rank on Um, I've taken a decent crack at it. I do rank for alternative wedding magician, but let's be fair, that's not a very competitive space. As we spoke earlier, I'm the guy that's performing in that space. Um, It's got me a couple of things through, you know, Google autofill when people search alternative wedding, but you know, that's not where I get my leads from. Um, Yeah, SEO is, I think it's really important to be putting stuff out there, either on your social media, on your website and a blog just to show the internet that you are active that you are a legitimate business because that that will get you activity and um, if you ever speak to a client and they refer back to your website it does help show who you are um but i think ultimately the the seo grind for being a magician is probably one of the least effective things you can do if you are by yourself in your business because all you will spend all day doing is you'll sit inside your office and you'll spend hours and hours and hours writing blog posts, keeping your website update with the latest SEO techniques, and you will never see anybody. And that's not what, that's not what it's about at all. I love that. So
0: let's run us through an interesting sort of day in the life of, of Saint. What does a, a sort of day in the life look for uh, look like for you right now? It's not just a day um, so, in the life.
2: this is a day in the life of a four figure magician now yeah <laughs> it's four yeah, figure God club. That's crazy. So for me
1: um, every day I start with learning something um, the the topic of which is going to be aligned with whatever my objectives are for the week. So at the moment I'm currently reading through a book about big problems that happen at weddings written by someone else in the um, alternative wedding industry. Um, just for finding different angles that I can take when speaking to clients to help them with their issues, right? Um, Then I move on to my practice. So I'm always practicing my close-up set because that seems to be the thing that I'm using most within my day-to-day. Then I move on to the objective for that day. So, for example, today um, I do have a couple of videos of performances to edit. That's my main objective for the day. Um, and then I'm going to be contacting some uh, wedding clients from a wedding fair I had a couple of weeks ago. Just got to follow up with them. And then we move on to the performances in the evening. So two times a week, I'll go out and perform, be it at random bars, be it at networking events, just to make myself known in the general area. And I can also test out some stuff that I'm playing around with. Um, and then just before I go to bed, I write out a checklist of everything that needs to be done tomorrow and we move on to the, the next day.
0: I love this. I love how, how you've got this sort of structure in place. It's very flexible to what you wanna be doing in any given moment. It's not like a, you have to do from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You have to work on this one specific. It's like you've got these nice big buckets, right, of of versatility.
1: Yeah, the, the main reason behind that is I like to make myself fully accessible to my clients. So any of my clients that have booked through me, they've got access to me in, in certain levels. So if you've booked yourself for, for a higher tier um, package, you've got access to a lot more of my time than you would normally. But they can basically book in at any point they want. And sometimes I will only get four or five hours notice that, oh, I've got the planning session with X couples to talk about this. So my days do have to be quite flexible, but I, I enjoy it. You know, I think if you do have this really rigid, oh, I have to be doing this between this, you just get bored.
0: Yeah. Oh, I resonate with that. I resonate with that. I've tried the whole absolute productivity monster with planning out every minute of the day. And yeah, there's, a, there's a while that it's great.
2: I'm remembering Ashley's, um, I'm going to cram everything into to one day. Be we super call productive. that the Ashley Green mind reader morning routine that sucked i went to try a morning routine that was two hours where i thought if i do everything i'm going to be the best i could possibly be it lasted like two days and i was like yeah this is this is ridiculous you put so much resistance into just starting your day and it's just hard to keep up it's far better to just habit stack or do the things you want to do and like slowly build up the positive habits rather than just like here's everything i know i need to do let's just flipping do it straight away and hustle and grind because that's not what life's about right
1: yeah, I mean, we got into this business to ultimately have more time to be ourselves, right, not to be focusing on objectives all of the time. And the second you start thinking along those lines of I'm going to cram all of these different hacks and productivity things in my day, you will do two of them and you'll be like, oh, look at that list. That's not going to happen. Some, some people I don't think really can get out of bed, <laughs> to be honest.
0: <laughs> it's true it's very true awesome so i want to i want to pick your brains now because we've spoken a little bit about um pricing about the fact that it was it you was charging sort of pre-pandemic like a, a couple of hundred quid and now we're four figure club like what what did that what had to change for you what mindsets had to shift or what beliefs did you have to shift or what did you have to do to to actually make that because that's a significant jump. Yeah. that's like a 10x right What what do we have to do for 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 that
1: it's um yeah it's an interesting path so talking talking about my packages i i thought that i was being quite clever with my packages way back in 2019 when i was doing this professionally so i had three packages um top tier was stage show mid-tier was mind reading and hypnosis bottom tier was just mind reading um and i hated it i hated that i had to take out part of my act for those lower fees because It just felt wrong to me. It's like, you know, walking around, missing your leg at a performance. And I really wanted to be able to, you know, you want to charge a higher fee, but you don't want to take anything away, right. For those lower fee packages, because you want to give the best performance you can give, you want to give people what they want. And so coming into, um, building packages, and this again comes from a couple of ideas from momentum, but my packages don't really focus on the performance anymore the performance is still there the performance is still really really strong but within my packages i don't talk about oh yeah you'll get stage and walk around and i'm going to do this and this and this and this the packages really focus on how i can help your event be the best event that it can be in terms of planning services in terms of insurances to ensure that regardless of what happens to your event it's going to happen if it gets canceled because of COVID we're going to go online. If I'm not very well, I'll get you another magician. If it gets, I don't know if there's a flood at the venue, I'll go out of my way to find you another venue. Um, And it's all about that side of things because for some clients, they don't need that. You know, it's, it's a small venue. It's, it's a small intimate gathering. They don't need that extra stuff. And to them, a magician is just a magician. They just want someone to come in and perform for them and do something awesome and go away again. And I'm still able to provide that. And it just made me feel a lot more professional and a bit less sneaky. And I think that that goes a long way in the psychology of being able to talk to people and say, look, I'm a magician, it's one grand. I think it's a
2: scary thing to offer Yeah, it is at a grand. I know when I started charging it, when Aiden started charging it as well, it's like a big leap to go out there and say, I know you can book someone else for 150 quid to 200 pounds or you can get me. And yes, I will practically do the same stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll go and do close up stuff, but I'm a grand. And it's scary saying that, but we know because obviously we've put the calls together and we've been preaching this for the past two years, that going that step beyond and saying, I'm more than just a magician, I do this, X, Y, Z, I actually help you, I provide value, warrants that extra fee. Were yeah. there any other changes you made to help justify like well, this that is, massive this is, fee now? This is the value, right? The value is in, in problem solving, which I've always found
1: that I've, I've been fairly good at. But you, I don't think as a magician, we realize the value we have at the event. I think a lot of people just go for the motion of oh, they've me, they want some entertainment, they don't want people to be bored, they go in, they perform, they go away again. And on the surface level, that's what the client will be initially aware of, right? But there's so many more things, I think, if you if you think over your history of being a magician, or if you just think about the interactions you've had performing to to random strangers, if that's where you are at the moment, of what you provide. So a big example for me is the number of times I've had to perform at an event and something catastrophic has happened, right? Uh, I, I don't know about you. But I've seen quite a few wedding brides take a tumble and I've seen wedding cakes being destroyed.
2: And I'm comp- just going to throw it yeah. out there. I had a friend of mine go to a wedding and uh, the the father of the bride and the father of the groom got into a fight and one stabbed the other. I'm just going to throw it. That's happened at a wedding, which one of my friends was the magician for. He turned up and they're like, I'm so glad you're here. There's been a stabbing. Go entertain. Distract people. And he's exactly. Like, oh, what? <laughs> exactly. So obviously you're not going to say to your client, if someone gets stabbed,
1: I'm going to be able to bring the mood back up. I feel like we want to try this now. I don't know um i'll leave you guys to test that out i'm not going to be taking that risk it's not my story anyway i've got i've got other horror stories that i use um yeah you don't realize the the value that you add you've resolved that problem right by being there to, to raise the energy back up again this stuff overruns you're there to to fill in the spaces in between and you've got to realize that you're more than just a magician at the event right you you can save the event more often than not from turning into complete catastrophe and well, this is charging the higher fees comes back to talking to your clients making them aware of these issues you know not in a oh this has happened at these events and scaring them into booking you but just being like look you've got this planned i've been at this venue before there's a huge problem with build up in traffic in this area I think I can help you out by making my performance space over here and directing traffic in a different way. It's pointing out where these problems are going to come up and having a solution readily available. I think this is
0: really important. And it goes down to what we say, kind of a big theme that we've said here. It's that rather than just showing up and just being a magician instead of, of being a magician and then having to backtrack our, our fees and our packages and taking stuff out, for lower packages instead it's like this proactive element of well rather than take stuff out let's let's build it up let's go more valuable rather than just okay it'd be really great if somebody books my top tier package because that's where i'm earning the most money so i'm going to use all the sleazy sales tactics in the book to manipulate them to pick the top package so then i feel a bit happier about my life instead we're just going well let's flip that round let's let's let that top tier package now be our bottom package yeah
1: that's exactly what i've done exactly what I've done. I I really think that's where you should start. You should have your best performance, the best that you can pull off. That's your bottom tip package. Build from there. What can you add in? This is so good.
2: That's a nice little shift, which everyone's thinking right now. How can you add on to what you're already doing to make better? And I guess that's the journey to, to get to a grand.
1: Who wants to book a magician,
2: right, that's
1: got half their tricks
2: on them, that's not
1: really that that energised. They don't want to be there. They've not got their full fee. Who who would want that anyway? It's just going to damage your reputation. You're not going to get a good testimonial. You're not going to get a good review. So start from the off of this is my best package. This is the fee. How can I scale that upwards? What can I build on? This is great because this is the ultimate. The, this is the core of everything.
0: Problem solving at its core. It's It's looking at these problems outside of just What can we actually do in performance mode let's let's switch that off for a second and imagine that we're still at the event what else is going to happen and then start plugging those leaks as
1: well it's a really great mindset to have but it feeds back into what we were talking about earlier right your first booking they didn't book you because you're a good magician they booked you because they saw something in you they went oh he's a really nice genuine guy oh i think he can make my event and you probably felt a bit nervous. You probably didn't perform as much as you did. You probably did a lot more talking than you should have done. But people enjoyed spending time with you. Fantastic. It comes back to, in order to be a good magician, the first thing you need to do is to be a good person, really. Oof.
0: Oof. Oof so many a-
2: nuggets of gold today, Saint. I hope I hope the people listening have a notepad and pen, because I just want to say, you got to shout... <laughs> You've got to be a good person. You've got all these nuggets. You, you've covered exactly what you need to do to generate the leads. You've covered exactly what people need to do to charge higher. And you've covered exactly what people need to do so they book you and not just the other magician that might just turn up half-assed with a few tricks.
0: Golden. This is great. This is great. I'm g- going to be slipping all of this out. Our Twitter is just going to be Saint quotes for now. This is great. <laughs> Fantastic, so let's let's talk a little bit more on leads, because I know we've we've hinted at the the power of relationships and being a good person and stuff. What do we mean by that? What does it take to be either A a good person or B generate leads by being a good person? Because sure enough, just smiling at people and, and shaking some hands is not going to get us bookings, right?
1: um if If that's what people are missing from their life, Yeah, to be honest. Um, but it goes it goes deeper than that on on a kind of a big scary level to be honest to be a good person I think you have to be people's own personal therapist sometimes that's that's the extent it goes down to um but yeah it's just it's just talking to people and being part of their life right it comes back to the internet being a noisy place right you just have this fleeting connection with with websites with social media's a post comes up you like it you comment on it it's gone but these connections that we have in our lives these communications we have these these are long term things right these are the things that we actually actually keep coming back to this
0: is so good it's it's the core isn't it it's it's the absolute essence of everything that we do it's we can we can build a really great reputation on social media or build a really great website for seo purposes we can we can put all the energy and the resources into that but at the end of the day if we don't have those good relationships and those good person-to-person interactions we don't actually know how to show up as nice people with people we're going to really struggle regardless because at the end of the day look you look at seo and websites and stuff okay great your website can convert people really well what do you do on a sales call if you're not very good at talking to people Same with social media. How do you interact with the people on your social media? If all you're good at is posting content and then somebody wants to book you, what do you do? It's, it comes down to that core essence. And I think, I think you've nailed it in the sense of this is the big sort of gap that a lot of
1: entertainers have got. But it's, it's very challenging to begin with. It's really, really hard because I feel I feel like there's this this general sense of being uncomfortable with it because you're speaking to people and at the end of the day right you do have an agenda and if you try and hide the fact that you have an agenda if if you or if you go the other way and you go straight in with your agenda it's never going to work right it becomes a sale it becomes a conversion and it really is about right Forget for a second you're a magician. Forget that you're trying to book a gig. Really hard to do, especially if this is your full-time job. And, you know, if you don't book something, you might not eat this month. But you've got to forget that. And you've got to approach these people with heart, right, to show who you are, connect with them. Try and help them with whatever they're dealing with. Problem solving. Again, I guarantee there's something they're struggling with, be it health wealth fitness mindset spirituality that you can probably help them with just a little bit just by sharing a little bit of your connection a little bit of your perspective one of your stories right that's all it needs to be and it can make that little reach out to some random person turn into a genuine relationship a, lo- a long-term life friend if you will and it doesn't have to lead into a gig because ultimately you've not got money out of it, but you have got wealth out of it, right? You've got a new genuine long-term friend connection. This is so good. And do you, do you charge when it comes
0: down to this support and help? Because I know a lot of people are think, oh, great, I can go ahead and help people and sell to them and then get a gig on the back end. Yeah. I put um, together
2: a fitness course and supply that to them for cheap. People could think that. I don't. I don't. Um, A
1: lot of my conversations do turn into like coaching calls over Zoom with people. um, And I don't charge for it because
2: why would I? It's like a goodwill builder, basically. I
1: don't know. I've I've never, you know, I'm I'm not a qualified therapist. I'm not a qualified coach. Why should I be charging for it? All I'm really trying to do here is help someone out. And the second you start thinking, all oh, right, yeah, I can, that's great. I can, I can be a therapist. I can coach people. And I can be a magician at the same time. Double fees. Great, great, great. It's going to be even harder to approach those conversations with that genuineness. Because now you've got
2: two things you're trying to get from these people. Let's for a minute say... I'm the one listening to this podcast right now. I'm the listener today and I've listened to everything you're saying and we're up to this point and I've understood that connecting with people is great and I've also heard it multiple times on the TSM podcast before so I'm like okay this is another person saying it so I definitely need to start doing it. This is another person saying I need to lead with value so I definitely need to start doing that as well but what you're saying is going so far in and helping so much and although you say you don't have to you know, book a gig out of it, there are people there thinking, well, I, I do want to make sure that I do get gigs out of it naturally. Because like you said, they've got to pay the bills. They want to make this a full-time career. As a podcast listener, I'm thinking I go out there, I help people. But how on earth do I actually book a gig out of actually helping people? Surely that diverts you away from the gig, right? You're getting so involved in their life. You're not talking about business or events. At least the podcast listener might be thinking that now. So, trip like a podcast listener. What would you do? Where would you go?
1: There's, there's two avenues here. So, at this point, you're so entangled in their life that you know what they've got going on. You know if their best mates are getting married. You know if they're, they've got a corporate Christmas party coming up and they're feeling anxious about it because they don't really know many people in their office. You know their life. So, you know where you can ask, look, hey, I'm a magician. Can you put me in touch with someone who's in charge of this event? great if they don't have anything like that if they don't have anything like that it's it's a long-term plan right you've helped them presumably you know within helping them magic is a beautiful demonstration of the potential of the human mind right you can use that in a demonstration to motivate anybody I've been using it for years to motivate corporate clients and, and all sorts And um, I know, I know Aiden really loves my routine 25% where you, yeah, I still get people approaching me with little bits of paper to say I succeeded at this objective. Fantastic. You can use a bit of magic to motivate them to achieve whatever they did, wanted to do, whatever objective they set out. And within that you've sent them out in the world, like an arrow. They know you were a magician. You've really helped them. And Whatever successes they may hit, if there are events along the way, they're going to come back to you. This is great. It's all about that
0: increasing that sort of visibility almost not not directly, but indirectly. It's like we're we're recruiting these people, these friends, these allies, to almost act as our as our agents in a way. they're 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 just naturally without pitching us. Going to be looking for opportunities because friends help friends help
2: friends which is beautiful i was gonna say exactly the same thing it's like a little mini army you've gone in and delivered value so naturally these people feel like i don't want to say they owe you but naturally they do want to help you out because they now understand you more as a friend they understand and respect you as a person so when it does come to helping you out it's keep an eye out for the gigs it's oh by the way so and so by the way there's this opportunity and you are spreading your contacts and and i just want to ask the same thing does this does this work with like suppliers who might do like weddings corporate oh, yeah, venues?
1: like suppliers have their own troubles as it is um you know again they're very much like you they've got their own business that has its struggles you're working for yourself, by yourself. It gets damn hard sometimes. You don't have anyone to speak to. This works doubly for suppliers because you're already on the same wavelength as them. You don't have to find that point of connection. Straight away, you can go in and say, oh, hey, I've seen you've been posting this, got some advice about this. By the way, I'm really struggling with this. I see that you're quite good at this. If you got any advice on this point? Straight away, good connection. You've helped each other out. It's really easy to talk. This is great.
2: I remember actually on a, um, on one of our group calls in Momentum, you um, you mentioned something. Whenever you connect with someone before you even talk about gigs and magic, you leave with what was it? You said like five points of generosity first on how you can help them to really emphasise this point. You go yeah, in, it's so like, "I want help, help, help."
1: My my process at the moment is. I go in i have a conversation with them i find a problem in their world i help them with it um and then i leave for a bit right busy guy i've got all my other shouting to do and eventually my shout comes back to the channel which is people i'm speaking to and i'll go back to them and say sorry i've been busy duh, 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 duh. how was this going did you sort it out and either they've that's it great you get credit or they've not, you can come back and and help them again with it. Um, And then at a later point, I will physically jump on a call with them to show them a bit of mind reading, maybe to motivate them, ask them again about that point, you know? If it's solved, great. They'll probably bring up something else they're struggling with just in case you can help. If it's not, you can really reinforce, you know, a, a bigger, more intimate strategy. And at this point, you've helped them about five times over
0: so good and 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 just to get really clear we're not in these messages with these people just blatantly asking them what are you struggling with right now are we what what what's your problem come on are you broke yeah We're, we're not asking like that are we
1: no not not straight off although i have genuinely asked people oh is there anything in your world that you're really struggling with at the moment right but we've got that sort of re- moving relationship already in place yes yes you're not coming in and saying that from the start but i i do believe that there is a power in in that sentence in that line because it shows that you're genuinely interested in them and that you want to help them and it, it again comes back to showing this heart thing right exactly that exactly that
0: i mean wow uh there's been so much uh, in this episode actually here to 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 take notes on to tweet to shout about quite literally to rave about that was accidental by the way but i'm going to claim that was intentional uh with that i said like have you got any sort of final messages that you'd like to shout out to the tsm audience anything that well. we could do to shout out. I'm going to keep using it because you said It's it going to and... steal
2: that. It's going to be our next social media post. The shout <laughs> method.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have okay. your face. I'll put our, us at the bottom, but I'll put your face
2: on, on both of us. Okay.
1: There you go. It's not going to happen. What about All
0: this guy happen? behind me? It, we'll put him on the, 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 side of the,
2: the post. I'm just going to say, on the podcast, you say this guy behind me, you might want to explain. Is <laughs> <There's laughs> anyone watching a, the video?
1: <laughs> there's a true-to-life, actual-sized cardboard cutout of me behind me uh it's not because i'm really vain and i'm looking at myself although you know come on it Uh, helps (laughs) um no this is from my experimental wedding fair which i wasn't actually at my stand um i had a cardboard cutout um at my stand and i went under and performed all day to demonstrate what i could actually do at people's weddings so good it's so good because it's
0: like for anybody watching it but it does look like saint's got this extra arm just reaching out from behind him it's amazing
2: no that's brilliant well i just want to say thank you coming on for coming on we've gone so far down the rabbit hole um with this like we've we came on and we said you've achieved some amazing things let's chat let's have a look at what you achieved let's look at how you got there you spoke about a few years back how you got into magic you were stuck charging a few hundred pounds for gigs how you've been able to now apparently this week land a four-figure gig for a thousand pounds, which is insane. We've talked about the process to get up to that. And we've also talked about your processes to generate leads. And it's really interesting that you've had this background in marketing where you're working with SEO and ads and you've still opted. The more natural, the more organic approach, actually connecting with people and networking and building rapport because you've openly said it's the most powerful thing you can do because ultimately any business goes down to this one message which i'm sure we've all heard of it's not what you know it's who you owe who you know i butchered the line i butchered the bloody line Ah, oh, i was getting so like so great for the end of the podcast and i butchered it it's not what you know it's who you know and when you can understand that there you go i've got it right this time when you can understand that you can optimize Your business to really building up those connections and going from there um but yeah just to round out like Aidan said 120 countries on the podcast as of now you shared a ton of knowledge a ton of gold what do you want to finish on any inspirational quotes or messages for anyone absolutely um I really think the key to being successful
1: in this is to be brave to show people who you are to be genuine and be kind Beautiful. mic drop
0: mic drop well Saint look it's been amazing to have you on board uh, really appreciate you spending some time actually with us and sharing this information with the listeners uh, where, where can people go to find
1: out more about you and, and follow your world yes so www.thesaintinscarlet.co.uk is my main page in the universe
2: um, otherwise you can follow me on Instagram at the saint in Scarlet. wonderful stuff well thank saying thank you so much for coming on the TSM podcast. Genuinely been very useful, very eye-opening for a lot of people. And thank you for going so in-depth and being so open and honest with what you're actually doing to generate leads and actually make money from this stuff that we love called magic. So thank you so much for being here. You take care, my man. You too, my friends. See you soon.